Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Thursday evening, where we continue our reflections into the richness of our faith, this special topic Thursday, an evening that is tailored to your questions. And I am especially grateful this evening because I do have Debbie Rosales in studio with me. So, Debbie, great to have you with me another evening. It's wonderful to be here. So, Debbie, I am really excited this evening because this is the first time that I have had you join me in this evening where we reflect into these special topics that are tailored to the questions of our listening audience. And we have a couple questions here that have been in my queue for a long time. Mm -hmm. And by a long time, I mean a couple months. Mm -hmm. And as I put it out there to my listening audience, you know, just send me whatever questions you have. They don't always have to be apologetic as it's tied to Catholic apologetics, but just well about anything. Mm -hmm. And these two questions are tied really to the spiritual life. Uh, the first is, why do we need to pray? Certainly a question that I have responded to within different programming and different programs, but nonetheless, something we need to spend more time with, evidently, right? So and universal. Yes, it mm -hmm. is. And the second question, and one that I love, because I do get it out on the streets a lot. Sure. I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. Why do I need religion? I'm a good person. Why do I need religion? These two questions really get to the heart of our faith oh. in so many ways, because mm -hmm. all apologetics, every aspect of doctrine, everything that the church teaches pours itself into these two questions, really. Yeah. Because A, it's all about the life of prayer, mm -hmm. right? And B, we think we're good. Mm -hmm. Well, God has a message for us, right? God has a message for us. And so uh, this message is going to be by the grace of God, what we reflect into today. So with that, why do we need to pray? Well, I think it would help us. It would behoove us to define what prayer means, right? Prayer simply defined is conversation with God. You can go mm -hmm. to the catechism of the Catholic Church. What you'll find in its opening paragraph is that, you know, prayer is conversation with God. It's in its simplest form, it is conversation with God. Mm -hmm. St. John Paul II liked to talk about prayer as conversation with God quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So once we understand that prayer is conversation with God, well, then what does that mean? That means that we have to enter into this listen-response dynamic, this listen-response relationship with God. Are we entering into this listen-response relationship in the same way we might enter into a listen-response relationship that we might be in. Mm -hmm. Every relationship, healthy relationship, is going to have someone who speaks and someone who listens. We are great at speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we great at listening? You know, uh, Pope Francis, in Joy of the Gospel, talked about the art of listening, mm -hmm. and the art of listening which in the end, Debbie, is no more than just drowning out all of that excess chatter right. and entering into the conversation that you are in 
and being present to the person who is before you so that you're not responding to what you think they need to hear, mm -hmm. but that you are actually responding to what they are saying. Right. Do we do that with God? When we are done talking, do we actually listen to God? You know, we have that prayer from Samuel, Lord, <laughs> speak, your servant is listening. Mm -hmm. I think we have that tendency to say, Lord, listen, your servant is speaking. Uh -huh. <laughs> it, it, we have to grab hold of what prayer is all, all about, conversation with God, and out from that, really enter into the listen response dynamic. There's a reason that God gave us one mouth and two ears. Yeah. <laughs> we should be listening twice as much as we are speaking. Yeah. And I think that's important in prayer. Yes, yes. You know? Yes. Um, <clears throat> we speak to God, and then we're, we think we're crazy when he speaks to us. Or others think we're crazy when we say, well, you know, the Lord has put on my heart or whatever. That's natural. <laughs> that's yeah, natural yeah. conversation uh, as we enter into relationship and uh, into the divine life of Christ. Yes. And the thing of it is, Debbie, as you talk about you know, one mouth, two ears, <laughs> it's really this drawing back and just appreciating who we are mm -hmm. as human beings. Mm -hmm. And part of entering into that is that we are body and soul. We need to enter into that life of Christ. And, and I say that because there is this tendency to say, well, there's no way that I can possibly hear Christ. It's not like there's an audible voice there. Right. And yet the church gives us the deposit of faith, sacred scripture, mm -hmm. uh, the lives of the saints, the church fathers, so much to go to. And this is where we have to, in faith, trust God. That's why the most important gift we can pray for is faith itself, right. because faith itself is first a gift, mm -hmm. that we might be imbued with this gift, that we might then in turn trust God, right? trust God with all our heart and, and lean into the Holy Spirit. And yeah, maybe it is in fact the Holy Spirit who has prompted me to go to, you know, 1 Corinthians 5 or, you know, 2 Thessalonians 2 or, or whatever passage that you find yourself reading. So often in the Christian journey and the spiritual life, the Holy Spirit prompts us mm -hmm. this direction, that direction. And what we quickly discover is that, yeah, God is working in our life. Yes. I mean, how many times have we had it happen to us where we go to our particular passage and it speaks to the very specific situation that we are in? Mm -hmm. That is a confirmation that God is listening. Right. Moreover, that should be a confirmation that God is speaking. Mm -hmm. Allow that to build your faith up. Very important because part of this question, I think, to some extent is, well, I don't hear God speaking. Right. We have to turn down mm. the volume. Right. And all of that, just not exterior chatter, but interior chatter, mm -hmm. all of those situations that we go through in our everyday life, that we try to prescript or, or plan out, just let it all go mm -hmm. and let God speak to you. Let God show you. And so... To the question, why do we need to pray? Well, hmm. once we understand it's about a listen-response relationship with God, we better understand why we need to pray, because in prayer do we come to understand not only what we are called to do and how we are called to act with one another, but moreover, Debbie, who we are hmm. as created in the image and likeness of God. Right. We are created in the image and likeness of God. We are wired for God, which means we are wired for love. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe the most important point to this whole question is that in the end, once we understand that uh, we desire to be loved, it is in and through prayer that we come to understand that God loves us more than we can ever love ourselves. Mm -hmm. That God loves us more than we can ever love ourselves. And point of fact, Debbie, God is captivated by us. Yes. I was in Pennsylvania a few weeks ago, and there was a famous person there and in Pennsylvania, and <laughs> all of these people were just captivated by him. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of ran to him. Mm -hmm. And it really got me thinking, the same way all of these people are captivated by this famous person, mm -hmm. God is that much and all the more captivated with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. Mm -hmm. And we can only discover that, once again, in and through prayer. Right. So once again, why do we need to pray? To come to understand what it means, not just to love, but also be loved mm -hmm. so that we might better understand how to love. Mm -hmm. Because once God discloses his love to us, then we might disclose the truer meaning of love to others. Uh, the Catechism in 2559 tells us that humility is the foundation of prayer. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, yes, because the first movement has to be that we think we need him, that we need to pray, that there's something outside of our perfect little selves, our goodness, <laughs> that we need God for. That, that, that question almost sounds like, I can do everything. I'm, what do I need prayer for? Yeah. What do I need prayer for? I'm doing fine. I'm a good person. I'm doing just fine. Mm -hmm. My family's fine. Everything's fine. So that first step in prayer is, admitting we need something outside of ourselves. And what happens in prayer? We begin to be formed in the likeness of Christ. It doesn't happen anywhere else but in prayer. In prayer, we share. He shares. We share. He gives. We give. And in that slow, give-take relationship, that listening, hearing, speaking relationship, we begin to be conformed to Christ. Um, and, and in order for him to use us, that needs to happen first. Mm -hmm. We can't, in our own goodness, go out and give what we don't have. And without Christ, we have nothing to give. Yeah. So Amen. is prayer important? It's as important as breathing. Yep. Well, to pray is to enter into that love affair that will never leave us dissatisfied. No. This ache, this desire, this mm -hmm. longing. Yes. It will never be quenched. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, you will always be wanting more. Right. You hear that phrase, it will never be quenched. Well, whoa, 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 wait, what do you mean? <laughs> our Lord quenches our thirst. He does, yes, mm -hmm. but he always leaves us longing for more. Right. And so when I say we will never be left dissatisfied, it is to say that once we have drawn from the feast of his goodness, from his love, from his grace, we constantly go back. Mm -hmm. And we realize that enough is never enough until we have everything. Well, on this side of the heavenly Jerusalem, we will never attain everything per nope. se. So we constantly go back. Mm -hmm. And this is part of that love affair we call prayer. Right. Because what we have to understand is 
everything we do, if it is offered to God, is a prayer, right? Right. That yes. all-important passage that comes to us from Romans chapter 12, verses yeah. 1 to 3, where Paul speaks to this reality that our lives are to be a spiritual worship. Mm-hmm. In his words, a holy and acceptable offering to God mm-hmm. that we are to consecrate to God everything we do. That means everything we do is to be set apart for God, mm-hmm. sanctified for God. That's prayer. So why do we need to pray that we might give glory to God right. in all that we do? Is this not the most foundational truth of our Christian and Catholic faith? Mm-hmm that overarching truth, that primary vocation that we give glory to God in all that we do. What does St. Irenaeus say? The glory of God is man fully alive or a variation of it when you get into Latin, mm. but <laughs> we get the, the idea there, huh? The glory of God is man fully alive, fully alive. And man can only be fully alive if God abides in him. And so if you are in the business of giving glory to God, well, this is impossible without prayer because to neglect prayer is to neglect giving glory to God in the end. And do any of us ever get enough love? I mean, you know, if you think about your the greatest love relationship you have here on earth, whatever that is, maybe with your mom, maybe with your spouse, maybe with a child, do you ever say, oh, you know, I've had enough, I've had enough love. Love is one of those bottomless gifts. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we can it, we were never satiated in it. Never. We never. Um, and and the in the Lord, um, it's that bottomless well. We're the woman at the well, and He's saying, "I can give you that life giving water." And do we say, "Oh, you know, yeah. I, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm good." No, like the woman, give me this water forever. Yeah, I want this water forever. Yeah. I want it to quench my thirst. So, yes, <clears throat> prayer is not something that um, is finite. It's something that's endless. It's eternal. It's um, it's captivating. <clears throat> I love that word that you use. It's captivating because um, it's something we go back and back mm. and back to. Amen. Amen. You know, there is a uh, channel behind my house, and I love to walk along this mm-hmm. channel. And I especially love to walk along this channel when there is running water. And here in Mm -hmm. California, especially in Northern California, we have been getting a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. So this channel is running like a river. (laughs) And I'm thinking about this channel and the running water because in the Old Testament, when the running water is flowing out of the temple, which of course prefigures Jesus Christ as a new temple, the Hebrew translates also as living water Mm -hmm. or life-giving water. You know, when I'm walking along the channel, there's something that's life-giving about Mm -hmm. that running water. It makes sense. Oh, it's just beautiful. That's God's love Mm -hmm. pouring into our hearts, running life-giving water. So rich of a truth that is uh, before us, Debbie, what we're talking about right now. We just need to access it and we access it in and through prayer. Okay. Before we run out of time, I'm a good person. (laughs) Why do I need religion? Well, we've kind of already touched upon it. Mm -hmm. Once again, I think it's important that we have a sense of of the language we are using. First of all, good. (laughs) (laughs) By whose standard Mm -hmm. are we defining good? 
Yeah, what ruler are we using there? Yeah, and who's to say we are good, uh-huh. right? I understand what, where this question comes from and just that general sense that, yeah, we have an idea of what goodness looks mm-hmm. like. But we are talking about one of the great transcendentals here. I mean, right. truth, beauty, and what? Goodness. Mm-hmm. What properly belongs to God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that being said, I'm a good person. Why do I need religion? Let us just take that generic sense of good. We have to understand that it's just not about goodness. Right. right? It, it's important to be good. Mm-hmm. The virtues, Debbie, of goodness or kindness are very important to uh, the, oh, yes. the Christian and Catholic life, for sure. But it's, it's just not about that. Did Jesus die on the cross because he was good? Mm-hmm. He was a good man. Mm-hmm. He was a very nice man. Mm-hmm. We could say he was like the nicest of all nicest men, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's not why he went to the cross. He went to the cross because of what he proclaimed. Mm-hmm. So we have this call, as Paul reminds us, to imitate him, to go forth and what? Proclaim. Mm -hmm. We need to be intentional in our discipleship. It's just not enough to be good. Good is a foundational start. Right. But God calls each and every one of us to something more. Mm -hmm. And it's actually inherent within our baptism. We have a baptismal call to, yes, live in God, live in his goodness, but also to proclaim. It's important to do good things. But even then, again, what does it mean to do good things? Mm -hmm. What are we using as our measuring stick, as you were saying? Mm -hmm. What is our barometer? Go to sacred scripture. Let Christ's goodness be your barometer. And then you will know why you need religion. Religion is just a word in the Latin that means belonging to God. Yeah. It's not a bad word. (laughs) No. As it's gotten the rap today. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm spiritual, Uh, but but I'm I'm not not religious. religious. Like that's a bad thing. Yes, which is essentially to say, I do things on my own terms mm-hmm. and not on other people's terms or right. the church's terms. When all the church is simply saying is, look at this beautiful life that you were called to imitate. In your goodness, yes, but also in your proclamation, mm-hmm. also in your discipleship. It's just not about one word. I love it. A couple of days ago, we had the Feast of St. Anthanasius. Yes, I Athanasius, call, great one. I call He's a him great one. the um, the heretic slayer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one Saint of many. Yes, yes, one of many. But he, I love. There was this little line I found in it. He said, "Jesus became what we are, human, that we that he might make us what he is." Yeah, that's a classic line. Yeah, what a yeah. beautiful. And that's yeah. it. Yep. To be what he is. Yeah. And to do the things that he did. Scripture tells us, folks, we just had this scripture not very long ago. If you have the faith, you're going to do greater things than I've done. All right, let's start looking at that New Testament, That's please. That's astounding. And let's look at the things he did. Raising the dead, curing the blind, letting the lame walk. Okay, let's look at the miracles. And he's saying, you're going to do these and more. Where, where, where are those works, Joe? Yeah. Where, where are those? We, Jesus said, it's these works. So it's more than goodness. He wants us to have this radically changed lives. Living that b- baptismal call is, is a game changer. Yeah, yeah. It should it really be a is. game changer it in really, the church. Yep. yep, it really is. And why would Jesus say, you know, Debbie, 
you are going to do greater works than I because yeah. he is Rabboni. He's master teacher. Mm -hmm. And as any teacher will tell you, the true barometer, not to overuse a word, but the true barometer to a good teacher is if your student passes you up. Excels. Right? If, if you've handed yes. on those principles, mm -hmm. if you've handed on those truths that have been internalized by your student and how they in turn essentially exceed you. Mm -hmm. and so Jesus wants us to see that he is, he is master teacher. Mm -hmm. And we are called to take these things that he has given to us and live this heroic, radical, yeah. a new life in him. And so, yes, <laughs> I'm a good person. Why do I need religion? We need religion because we need to understand what it means to be a good disciple. Mm -hmm. As Jesus calls us to be mm -hmm. a good disciple, a disciple that brings about renewal in, in your family, in your local community, in your local parish, brings about renewal in the church itself. Okay, so we have this vocation that is before us. Now, there's another aspect of this question I wanted to hit, Debbie, a very important aspect of this question, because to talk about discipleship is to also talk about discernment. Yes. The very words disciple and discern have the same Latin root, which simply means to come to understand. Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 talks about these charismatic gifts. Yeah. One of those gifts is to separate and distinguish between the good spirits and the evil spirits, right? Right. And if we are not in a life of prayer, if we are not tapping into our religion, our faith, mm -hmm. right? The endowment that the church has given to us in our baptism, then how can we separate? How can we distinguish? How can we make out what is good from bad? Because if you rely on your natural instinct, that will serve you well in some areas, mm -hmm. but not in the supernatural life. No. Okay. And, and I'm not talking here, Debbie, about two goods and choosing the willed good. I'm talking about two perceived goods. I mean, think about it. Go to the temptation narrative in, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Did not Satan quote scripture? Mm -hmm. huh? Go to yeah. uh, what? 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. Does not Paul say that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? What does Paul say? It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. The battle we are in is with what? Principalities, powers, and evil spirits. Not flesh and blood. No, not flesh and blood. And he makes that point <laughs> mm -hmm. with evil spirits. So we need this gift of discernment, which is a gift of the church, right? Right. right. A gift that belongs to our particular uh, religion so as to better understand goodness itself. If we're not tapping into this gift and this call we have to discern, then how do we know, as we've already hinted towards, what is good and not what is good? Because if we are relying on that natural instinct, we are going to come up short. We're going to be deceived. Uh, Debbie, Satan's whole function, it's actually inherent in his very name, is to divert, right. is to confuse. Confuse, yes. So yes, he's going to present something that looks very, very good, very, very enticing. He quoted scripture, mm -hmm. right? He can disguise himself as an angel of light. Yes, he can. You could take all of the intelligence of everyone who's ever lived, and it does not match Satan's supreme intelligence. That's what we're dealing with. Wow, that's mind-blowing, huh? Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. Now, let's it's draw back. It's not It shouldn't be surprising. Mm -mm. Let's draw back and, and make a quick point here. It is also to say that while he has supreme intelligence, he doesn't have wisdom mm -hmm. because wisdom starts on bended knee. 
And so there's a difference between intelligence, knowledge, and wisdom. Right. You were talking about humility mm-hmm. earlier. Right. And so... The foundation of prayer, which yes. is where we have the key of discernment. Without prayer, you can't discern rightly. No. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You it's can't. not possible. It really isn't. It really isn't. Daily habitual prayer. It's as important as breath, as I said. And breath means the Holy Spirit. I encourage you today, five minutes. Make it a, make it a, make it a habit. Five minutes. And then you will see five turns into ten. 10 turns into 15, mm-hmm. because you're going to hunger and thirst for your God. Mm-hmm. Debbie, before we came on air here, you said, and I liked the simple line, uh, prayer equals love. Mm-hmm. Prayer equals love. And I, I like that because what is prayer about? Well, what you just said, giving God your time. Mm-hmm. And when we give God our time, what we will desire, right, will be giving the body of Christ more of our time. Right. All right. So once we give God more time, the natural outgrowth to that will be giving the body of Christ more time. And if, then you fulfill the two sacri- the uh, two commandments: love yes. God, love neighbor. Amen. Amen. If if prayer equals love, mm-hmm. and we know prayer is about the gift of time, then yeah, that equation works because mm-hmm. ultimately, to speak of love and time is to speak of the same thing as well. What was it? Um, uh, what's his name? Warren? Is it Rick Warren? Purpose Driven oh, mm-hmm. Life? Yeah, Rick Warren. Yeah, he, I loved it. He once said, I and too. I think it's in a Purpose Driven Life, love is a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? T-I-M-E, right? Yeah, exactly. T-I-M-E. We have talked about that whole concept of nauseam in the past, but worth bringing back in because in the light of these questions, why do we need to pray and I'm a good person? Why do I need religion? Well, could we just not say in response to both of these questions, it's about the gift of time. Mm-hmm. It's about it, love. It, yeah. It's about willing the good of the other for the sake of other. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm looking up at the clock, Debbie, and we are out of time. Mm-hmm. I liked your challenge there. Turn your 5 into 10, your, your 10 into 15, your 15 into 20. And uh, on the heels of that, Debbie, I would just remind our listening audience that what you're doing when you do that is you're going into a deeper relationship with God who is madly in love with you. Yes. He desires you. Mm-hmm. He is captivated by everything that you do. You think <laughs> that famous person has your attention with God is that and so much more. In everything that you do, all of those little things that you do, he's looking, he's watching, he's captivated, and he wants to be a part of it. And that's really what our spiritual life is all about. So off the top, Debbie, I had said, all of the questions we talk about apologetically are about these two questions, and hopefully we know why. Because if we answer an apologetic question so that we might go deeper in our faith, well, what more important thing is there than understanding prayer, understanding discipleship, understanding what it means to be good and what it doesn't mean to be good. So, all right, let's close with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 5.30 here on KKXX. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, 
The website is joeholcraft.org.